Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. This is a cool, interesting place. I've never been here before. Hi, and welcome to The Question Booth. I'm Dylan Fagan. And I'm Kathleen Quillian. And we're so glad that you're here with us today. The Question Booth is a place where people answer a big question each week. We play some of their responses, talk to someone who knows a lot about that subject, and find out surprising ways that we're all more alike than different. But before we get down to it, how are you doing today, Kathleen? I'm doing great, Dylan. Happy to be in the booth with you today talking about my favorite thing, the question booth. The question booth is definitely a favorite of mine, too, and I'm looking forward to diving into this week's topic. Yes. So today we're listening to the answers to the question, what one childhood memory shaped your idea of the world? Oh, that's a great one. Do you have a memory from your childhood that really stands out off the top of your head? I do. When I was 13, my parents moved me out of the suburbs and into the city of Atlanta. I remember the first time walking up to Little Five Points, which is a famous neighborhood in Atlanta. And the place was just covered in beautiful murals, and it smelled like incense, but my 13-year-old self didn't know what incense were. (laughs) And then this guy came up to me, and he asked me if he could write a poem about me, and then he recited it right in front of me on the spot. And I think that really shaped who I am today. Uh, That's a positive childhood memory for sure. (laughs) Do you have a world-shaping memory, Dylan? All my memories are kind of based around comfort. And one of the strongest is my great-grandmother making macaroni and cheese. She cooked a lot. And I remember sitting in her kitchen one day in particular, and there was a thunderstorm outside. And I was just sitting there in that warm kitchen, smelling the macaroni and cheese, watching Bob Ross. Just have a good feeling and be happy and and in love with life and your world and, and sit down and begin playing. It was so comforting. 
And I think I've translated that sense of comfort over the years into a sense of love. And I hope that sense of love has made me a kinder person. But you know what? The more I think about our answers, the more excited I am to hear everyone else's. That's good, because we have some great responses this week. And as you know, Dylan, the thing about the question booth is that the more you ask a question, the more you start to see a pattern in people's answers. This week, it was relationships and loss. People opened up about struggling and ultimately overcoming big challenges to become stronger. And we'll also be speaking to Natalie Merrill from Emory University's Bauer Memory Lab to learn more about how children form and process memories. Among negative memories, some of the more interesting ones, I think, are transgression memories where someone broke a law or did something that they feel was morally wrong because they contradict your sense of self as a good person. But let's start with Dana and Brittany. Brittany talks about how important it is to have the support of your family. I think for me, a lot of it had to do with when I was younger, my mom was sick and seeing her in the hospital and experiencing that as a young child, feeling so out of control of that experience, but also feeling like there was something you could do. And to be able to do those things and what that brings to you as a person and to the other people, whether it be the day that I brought I think all of my stuffed animals and baby dolls to my mom or trying to be there and make sure my brother didn't get in trouble and, you know, add to any uh, any stressors in life or be able to hug my dad as much as I could. And I, you know, I was really, really little. I was in kindergarten. And, you know, I think that I have an inclination to be that kind of person anyway. I think other kids might deal with things differently. So I think there, the inclination is there. But I think certain things in life kind of bring out certain capabilities and assets and possibilities. And, and, and so I think, though that was a difficult time for our family, I think it really helped define the way that I look at family and the way that I look at life, that you fight for the people you love, and you put yourself out there to take care of the people you love, no matter what's going on. I'm sure that played a really big role in your family being extremely close, like having to be so close to come together. Like, did that play a really big part in your childhood? Looking back, uh, it was difficult, I think, when you're in the midst of something. But when you come through that, I think you learn so much more about the truth about your relationships, the struggles about your relationships and how they can grow. My parents, I've learned so much from them and their relationship. And one of the things that I think is the biggest gift is that they have fought as any relationship faces fighting, but they've always fought for each other. And that's something that I saw even when I was very, very young in that very tumultuous time in their relationship, in our family, um, kind of facing that, but knowing that we got to the other side of it and we faced it together and faced many other struggles after the fact intact, in whole, and stronger because of it. Watching that really is something that stuck with me is is one of the other things, I think, which is weird to say that some of the bad things really shape you. They do. In, they do, yeah. In the best way, because if the bad things are things you can learn from and grow from and find strength from and really pull from the best parts of yourself, then you can continue that into adulthood and pulling those wonderful parts of you and pushing that out to the world. Brittany hit on something interesting here about how negative memories might shape us more than positive ones. 
Well, I want to know more. And according to an article in Current Directions in Psychological Science by Elizabeth Kinzinger, negative events do tend to be remembered more accurately than positive ones. We might not be able to remember as many details about the negative event, but the ones we do are more likely to be correct. Okay, so let's say you get in a car accident. Insert cartoon car crash sound effect here. Now, so we're not morbid, it's a fender bender, a lot of cosmetic damage, but everything's okay. Let's also say that for the sake of the episode, that you were a teenager, and I'm calling this a childhood memory because of that. I was in one of these three days after getting my first car, and I can't tell you all the details, obviously, but I remember where it happened, where I was hit, and the damage that I did. I'm pretty confident in all of that. It's still pretty vivid in my mind. However, I've totally forgotten all the other stuff. The name of the person who hit me, what they were wearing, and the name of the cop who came to the scene. But Dylan, are you a better driver now? Oh, I sure hope so. Well, Dylan, if it makes you feel any better, the first time I got in the car, I hit a pole. And I pass that pole on my drive home every day, and my parents don't let me live it down that there's still a giant dent in that pole. For some reason, that <laughs> makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> You know, we have a need to remember the important details from a fear-inducing event. In contrast, on a day that you or I might go into the office, work on a couple of projects, and have a couple of routine meetings, we probably don't remember a lot about that day a month later. Because nothing triggered an emotional response in our memory network. Hmm. Memories are super interesting. And it makes so much sense to me that some of our strongest memories would be wrapped up in family. And for some, childhood memories are actually about the absence of family. In fact, absence was really part of the pattern that emerged this week. Let's hear from Skylar. Okay, so when I was born, um, my dad had custody of me because of, like, things with my mom. Like, things are really um, complicated. I have memories of not having a female figure, you know, in my life. It's just something important about having your mother, you know, present with you as you're transitioning into being a young woman. I did not have that. So um, a memory would be just not having my mom around. And that really taught me things just they're not going to always turn out how you want them to be. But you have to just do what you have to do with what you have. My dad, he didn't teach me everything that I needed as far as like to become a woman. Not having my mom really made an impact on me because I saw the way that she was doing things, like, from afar, from a distance. Like, I knew that there was a reason why I didn't have a relationship with her, why she wasn't in my life. But um, I just, I didn't understand why things were happening the way that they were happening. So I think I just learned um, how to basically just do what you have to do. I'm a great woman. I, I can say myself. I, I turned out okay. But I'm just, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a are you close with your dad? Uh, he passed away in 2008, so like oh, I just man, had to hurt, you know, go through that whole loss thing again. It's just different not having your parents. So I think I learned a sense of independence in a way by not having my mom firsthand and then losing my dad. Um, independence, strength, and growth, you know, that's the main things that I learned from my childhood because I didn't have my mom. She wasn't, like, a strong influence. And then my dad was, but he left me so early. So it was like, what am I going to do now? You know what I'm saying? So um, that's my main uh, principle from that. But, you know, things happen for a reason. So that's, yeah. 
Do you have a strong female figure in your life now? Oh yeah, my my nana. Shout out to my nana. <laughs> she um she eventually did come and take me under her wing and start to show me, you know, this is what you do when this happens. It's okay to feel this way. And I feel like having a strong woman, like I like the, like I said in the beginning, like ha- not having a mom really made me realize, like okay, like there's some stuff that I'm lacking. So my nana came in and yeah, like she just showed me the ropes and really nurtured me the the nurturing that I lacked that I needed from my mother my grandmother my nana came in and uh, gave me that and gave me that sense of uh, strength because you know black women we go through a lot and it's generational it's not just the stuff that we go through present time but it's stuff that's passed down to us just unintentionally like it's just in our DNA so, like, having her there really, really, really helped shape me to be the person that I am today. That was Skylar in the question booth. After the break, we'll hear some more about childhood memories. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. And we're back. So, Kathleen, I don't know about you, but a lot of my childhood memories, for better or worse, are all tied up in school. Making friends, gym class, standardized tests, maybe trying to hide a report card, which I may have done in fourth grade. But all of that gets me interested in hearing about other people's classroom experiences. Well, let's hear from Stephanie. She spoke about her time at a magnet school. Being in the program I was in was awesome. It gave me focus through high school in a real way, which was in in other ways very tumultuous for me. So it gave me a firm ground to stand on being a part of that 
performing arts program where I kind of knew what every day was going to look like. And I had that as a very firm base um, through years, which otherwise were very rocky for me. I had um, a very close friend of mine die when I was a sophomore in high school. And at that point, I just kind of felt unraveled. I also had been diagnosed with um, an autoimmune disease in freshman year. So there were these hard things. And I think that being able to move to that high school or the program was there really held me together when otherwise I might have fallen apart, you know, from these other life-changing negative things that happen. You know, losing a peer at a young age was really different than losing a grandparent or so different someone else. And I mean, first of all, you never know what's going to happen. And second of all, you, there's no way to prepare for that. And um, I don't think my parents were prepared for the gravity of that or how to help get through that. And so, so that was probably another big self-shaper, that big experience of loss. I think there was a kind of a pattern of loss through my childhood that became a big shaper that I don't think I sort of found my way or started to find my way out of until my early 30s, which makes my childhood sound really depressing. And it was <laughs> it was a quality childhood with lots yeah. of love. And, but those things play a huge yeah. role. Like they're, they're there. Right, you know? exactly. And, you know, the things that stand out in that way are the things that really do kind of change your core. It's not the playing in the grass every day. I mean, in a way that shapes you, but the big things that kind of shift your world are the ones that change you more. Oh gosh, it is hard to lose a friend, especially as a child or teenager when it can be even more unexpected. Yes, and Stephanie wasn't the only person to come into the booth and talk about loss. Latoya told me a touching story about her grandmother. When I was in the 12th grade, I I just turned 17, and my grandma—I lived with my grandmother. She was blind, and um, she passed away my senior, like the very beginning of my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And I and um, I lived with her, and then after a while, like um, after she died, it was like a really shocking thing to me because. Like, I'm a child. I'm still 17. I'm in high school, but I didn't feel like my parents, not my parents, but my family in general, I didn't feel like they supported me in the way that I should have been supported. I felt like I was kind of alone at that time. Like, they ended up, like, selling my grandmother's house. And I was, instead of, like, just going back and living with my mom because she lived so far away, I had to go from, like, house to house. And I just didn't feel like anybody, you know, they didn't, take care of me as how you would take care of a child who was kind of out there on her own and was kind of lost and had just lost somebody that was very important to her. And I think that taught me that I just kind of have to fend for myself. And I have been like that ever since. Like, I don't call anybody, ask anybody for help. If something goes wrong, I kind of scramble around and try to figure it out on my own. And I had to learn that at 17. That's really hard. I can't even imagine. (laughs) Jeez. It was because I was really close to my grandmother. I think I was the closest one to her because I moved with her because because she was blind and to help her, um, you know, do things around the house and things like that. And so we had like a really close relationship. Like, I mean, a teenager and a grandmother, like it's weird, but like I would talk to her about like boys and my problems with my friends and stuff like that. Do you have a certain memory that you really just loved of her? Like a certain? Um. Yeah, I do. <laughs> So it's so weird because um, just like I remember I was dating this boy and um, 
he I, I ended up finding out that he had like a lot a lot of other girlfriends other than me. And instead of like calling my friends, I like ran to my grandmother and I was crying to her. And she, you know, we were just talking about it. And I, I felt like the fact that I can come to you and you can give me like real advice and not say, oh, psh, he's nobody. You know, you'll, you're only a teenager, you'll forget about him. But she was really listening and like giving me real life advice. I thought that was like, you know, really cool. Losing someone you love and care about at any age can seem impossible to deal with until you have to. To lose someone like a family member or friend as a child, even as a teenager, can be even more confusing. And Susan Thomas, program director for the Center for Hope at Cohen's Children's Medical Center of New York, says that grieving as a child can be cyclical. In an article for the magazine Social Work Today, she says that adults always have one foot in grief and one foot on the outside, but kids jump in and out of grief. And to me, that says that once you've experienced it, you're always kind of expecting it. But as a child, it can truly come as a shock. And I think that's why we've heard all of these stories about loss today. Loss shapes us. And as we grow, we learn new ways to cope. But with a child, every new stage of life and learning can reopen the grieving process. In the same article, Annie McNeil from the National Alliance for Grieving Children says that eventually a child's relationship with the deceased person moves from one of physical reality to one of memories and continuing bonds. To that end, we wanted to talk to someone about childhood memories and how they shape the people we are today. We'll do just that after the break. We'll be right back. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. And we're back. Thanks for joining us. So as we mentioned, we wanted to talk to an expert about childhood memory. And to do just that, we spoke with Natalie Merrill, PhD from Emory University's Bauer Memory Lab. And Natalie told us about three main functions of memory. The first is self. So the self function is essentially understanding your identity and who you are, where you come from, what values are important to you. The second is social. The social function really is about bonding with other people. So when something very significant happens to you that day, you almost immediately want to tell someone about it. And the third is directive. Which is helping people um, understand their behavior and how to act in the future. So you learn from your mistakes. What lesson can I take from this? And what meaning can I derive from this about how the world works and what is my role in it? Helping us to understand our past behaviors helps us make a plan to guide our future behaviors. So, Natalie, how do we process negative and positive memories? Like, are those processed differently? Positive and negative memories are kind of different in how they're processed from a meaning-making perspective because negative memories have some kind of conflict that needs to be resolved. Among negative memories, some of the more interesting ones, I think, are transgression memories where someone broke a law or did something that they feel was morally wrong. Um, Those particularly provide a, a sense of conflict for the self Hmm. because they contradict your sense of self as a good person. Um, This kind of goes back to that self-function I was talking about. The way we understand our memories helps us to understand our sense of self and identity. And so negative memories, particularly something like a transgression or being a victim of some horrible event, can come into conflict with that sense of self as, you know, a good person who doesn't normally have something bad happened to me on a regular basis, and um, this is not who I am. And I think with regard to your question um, that you asked your participants, (laughs) the question that you asked them, I think, may be pulling for that kind of memory Mm -hmm. because those are very frequently the kinds of memories that we learn something that really changes how we were seeing the world. Negative memories are challenging. Yeah. They're opportunities, but they're challenging. Yeah. And, and positive memories can be self-affirming. So there's a benefit to having them as well and being able to share those and, and express them. But they're not challenging in quite the same way. From a purely emotional level, that makes a lot of sense. Because the things that stir up emotions deep inside of me are often things where I still feel like I have a lot of conflict with myself. Mm -hmm. That memory that'll just get in the back of your head in the middle of the day, and all of a sudden, like, oh, no. (laughs) Even if it was five years ago. You're ruminating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it also makes total sense that those are the ones that you would walk away from and realize that, oh, I don't want to feel that way again. Yes, so that kind of goes back to what kind of lesson am I going to learn from this so that it'll guide my future behavior so that I don't end up in this circumstance again or I don't act this way again. So going back to the directive function, the one that helps us understand our own behavior, 
Uh, is there anything you can tell us about when it starts to kick in? It's funny because I don't know that there's a particular onset that people talk about all of a sudden. Um, you know, I can learn from my past experiences. But I will say that parents play a huge role in shaping this. Um, and one of the ways that they do this is through reminiscing. So parents talking with their children about their experiences and elaborating on those events can help the child come to understand how exactly it is that the events came to be about, what the child's role was in the event, and understanding behaviors and how the child can act in the future. One of the things that I look at in my research is parent-child conversations and looking to see how a parent actually guides the child to understand the full picture of the memory and what the child has experienced. And um, you do see very frequently parents kind of making comments like, well, next time we'll be a little nicer to our sister, won't we? <laughs> um, and I think the directive function or the way that we use our memories to understand our past behaviors is something that might not necessarily turn on, but is introduced with parents and with the help of social others who are talking to the child and helping them understand their memories. Wow. When you think about childhood memories, you don't think about how important it is for someone like a parent being there to ask you questions and shape your childhood experience. Yeah. Parents really help shape their children's memories and particularly through these conversations help them gain a new awareness of what it all means. And it's not really till adolescence that people are able to do that on their own in a very constructive, coherent kind of way. So, Kathleen, after hearing all of these strong, emotional stories this week, I want to ask, what is your final takeaway from the question, what one childhood memory shaped your idea of the world? My takeaway is, whether it's the loss of a family member or a friend or feeling like you don't belong, the importance of support is what really resonated with me. People like Skylar and Stephanie showed such strength through loss. Brittany really spoke to how support can instill us with great confidence. And actually, I want to end this episode with a clip from Brittany. Growing up with parents and family that you know believe in you and anything you can do, I think that really gives you such a strong sense of self and makes you feel like you can accomplish anything even when you're scared. There was something my dad used to always say to me when he would put me to bed, and it was kind of like he would start it, I would finish it, kind of like, you know, back and forth, and he would say, I, and I go, love me no matter what. And then he would go, and I can count on you no matter what. And he'd go, okay, good night. So <laughs> The he, important things. <laughs> yes, exactly. So like every night he would say that, you know, putting me to bed, knowing that I could count on him no matter what and that he loved me no matter what. And you have that sense of, stability and strength and foundation. And so I think my parents, the goal was always that they wanted to give us roots so we could fly.
we want to know what you think. What childhood memory shaped your world? You can write to us at the question booth at HowStuffWorks.com with your answer. We'd like to give a special thanks this week to executive producer Julie Douglas. Julie has helped us shape this show in countless ways. Thanks as well to senior producer Annie Reese and to Natalie Merrill for speaking with us this week. My eternal thanks to my mom. Thank you for a million wonderful childhood memories. And also, we'd like to thank Pond City Market for hosting the Real Life Question Booth. The Question Booth is written, edited, and scored by me, Dylan Fagan, and my co-host, Kathleen Quillian. High five, Kathleen. Thanks. And thanks to everyone who came into the booth and spoke to me about this question. And if you're in Atlanta, you can visit me at the Question Booth. We're on the second floor of Pont City Market, 12 to 5 p.m., Friday through Sunday. Also, if you like what you hear, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. Your reviews help other people find us. Okay, so before we go, what are we talking about next week? Next week, we're talking all about the apocalypse. Well, I wouldn't want to do this, but I could pick up a cat and throw it at him. Yeah. Yeah, I could kill someone if I had to. Whoa, (laughs) that sounds pretty intense. I look forward to hearing that. But until then... See you in the question booth. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.